Awesome endless session. Oh, we're recording. Welcome to the Mediocre Four Only Podcast. I'm Nick. This is the intro, I guess. Uh, we're right doing it. Record, yep. I'm jumping in. So welcome to our Mediocre Podcast. It's super mediocre, as always, as I'm sure y'all can tell from my rambling right now. Um, <laughs> jo- I'm joined by my fantastic co-host, Matt. Matt, where are you today? Say hi. It looks looks yeah. tropical where you are. Hi, it is tropical. I'm just a few minutes from you in Charleston, but I'm outside. It's like 96 degrees, um, but there's a little breeze by the pool. Could be worse. And then we got a guest. We have Otto DeMuth. And where are you? I'm in Tampa, Florida, in my apartment. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be on. Been listening to you guys for a while now, so yeah. And you've been riding with us for longer, so yeah, it's nice. A good bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um. So, so, uh, how's Tampa? What's the deal there? Uh, yeah. So I'm from Charleston, uh, James Island. Um, went to James Island High School. And then, like, after the pandemic, I went to school at University of Tampa for three years, and I just graduated in May. So I was back in Charleston for a good bit with you guys, and then I got a job offer at a software company here in Tampa. So I just finished my first – just finished my first month um, doing that, doing software sales. So it's pretty good. Nice. Sweet. How's the uh, water sports thing down there? I mean, like, I don't know. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get ahead of us a little bit, but like, I, I know you have like a sailing background, right? And like, yeah, I know, so I know sailing is big in Tampa. Summertime's a little tough because it literally storms like every single day and yeah. just kind of kills. I mean, there's, there's a good sea breeze every now and then, but it, it kind of messes it up. But yeah, I've been sailing a good bit, winging every now and then. So St. Pete is like 30 minutes west of me. So I'll go there on like the weekends sometimes. In uh, the winter time, when you get cold fronts, believe it or not, but the Gulf Coast can be a pretty awesome place to prone. There's just one um, inlet on Treasure Island, and it, when it gets good, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, but most of the time, I um, drive across the state on weekends to go to New Smyrna, sometimes Coco too. And New Smyrna is a pretty awesome place to foil. Um, a lot of people, a lot of sharks, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. I've been going there, met some foilers there too. Um, so that's yeah, like every other week, and I'll, I'll try to try to go there. Nice, sweet. That's that. That's not bad. And, and like I don't know, I feel like since I've known you in foiling, you've always been like a like on the go traveling foiler because like I don't know, Tampa's yeah. weird, right? You're <laughs> in and out of Charleston, right? Like a lot like, of back <laughs> right? Like 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 driving across Florida, right? Like. And, like, I don't know, like, how did you, like, balance that with, like, being in school and, like, doing that whole thing? Yeah, so how, I always, how did that work out? I always chose my schedule very wisely. So, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the first half of Thursday from, like, 8 a.m. to, like, 10 p.m. was all classes. So, I pretty much every semester I had four-day weekends. And I, yeah, I met someone winging, and they, they told me this one spot in St. Pete. That's all. It's probably like one of the best places to learn how to prone because it's, like, clear water like consistently like five feet deep and just like the mushiest little waves for like a few blocks so i did that and then went over to Cocoa beach to try to learn but this is when i had no idea what i was doing still don't really know <laughs> but um and then yeah this just yeah recently um i heard a new smear and I just tried it out and ended up being pretty awesome met some boilers there too so yeah it took a while to figure out like the spots but um 
I figured out some good places for sure. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, I don't know. I feel like the spots are like over half of it. It's like more than half of it. It's like reading waves with your eyeballs and like learning like the geography of like what spots work and what spots Yeah. don't. And yeah, what's awesome about New Smyrna is like two to three foot there is like three to five foot in folly. Like it's so powerful. It's deeper energy. The waves are moving faster. So there's al almost always like there's something to surf there. So Yeah, yeah, that's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. But how about you guys? How is, um, has any waves in South Carolina last few month, last month or two? It was good in May. I remember we had some good, um, shore runners, but, um, yeah, how's it been? I mean, spring was great. Spring was phenomenal, as always. Um, summer's been a little inconsistent. Nothing tragic. It's been okay. I've I've I've, I've been in the water. It's been uh it's been a bummer not having Yeah, Matt in the water with us. yeah, Yeah. I'm coming Matt, back. Matt, yeah. Um dude, I'm especially looking forward to getting you back on the prune. I got my follow up with the ortho guy on Friday, so we'll see. Nice. Sweet. I'm hoping he, I hope he gives me some kind of green light or at least a, a idea of when I'll get a green light. I'm pl I'm trying to really follow the rules and do what he says. Mostly so my wife don't kill me. Yeah, <laughs> that's smart. if I get hurt again, it's not good. Yeah, no. Uh -uh. All all the sympathy goes out the door. Totally. Um, so Otto, you did you kite before you started winging? I know you're into sailing. Um, no, actually. So like my approach to foiling is probably different than a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I, so I'll be honest, I'm really not a good surfer. I'm fine. Like Oh I grew really? up, I mean, I grew up in James Island, like surfed a lot as a kid, like on longboards, but never like, never good, never like a shortboarder or anything, but sailing was really like my, my big thing. Um, Yeah, cool. grew up doing like a lot of racing, started opties, did high school. And then, uh, it was after, I think like, after watching like the America's cup, which is like crazy race every four years, um, super cutting edge. And they had foiling catamarans. I just remember being so obsessed with that. And that got me into foiling myself on like a smaller catamaran called a UFO. Uh, so did that like four years ago, uh, was super obsessed with it. Got into racing up North a lot. Um, yeah. It's, so it's basically like, imagine a catamaran with two T foils in the middle and, uh, Yeah. Super fun boat. Did that for a good bit. Uh, met him, uh, the guy who owned it, who I interned with him in Rhode Island, Dave Clark. He's an awesome, awesome guy. Um, so did that, then jumped to the WASP class, which is very similar. Did a bunch of races, um, San Francisco, Florida, all over the place. And then most recently, um, the 69, 69F, which is a pretty crazy boat. I wish I could show you a picture of it. But um, Yeah. What's that look like? so that's like, it's a three-person all-carbon foiling monohull. Oh, So it's jeez. like, It's And, and, and you get to do that in, in like Lake Garda or someone like feels like that? that. Yeah, so like the first, um, so it was the Youth Foiling Gold Cup. So it's like 18 to 25 year olds from like around the world, like two guys, it has to be like two guys, one girl. So like we formed a team and I think we we're like the first US team um, to go to Europe and it was insane. So the boats basically imagine like a, a normal conventional carbon fiber monohull, but it has like two L foils. on each side than a T foil for the rudder. And um, yeah, you like, you pull the windward foil up and this thing goes like 35 knots. It's pretty, Jeez. pretty sad. But yeah, we did that. Um, 
we pulled some upsets, but we got beat pretty bad, but it was like a really cool experience. Um, it was awesome. Did, an, did another race uh, in that class in Charleston for race week and then Miami. But um, I got into foiling. It was really like during the pandemic when like kind of training around in Charleston, like by myself and there not being any racing. It just got kind of old and I was bored. So I was like, I'm going to get into foiling. So I built, I tried to, me and a friend tried to build our own <laughs> setup and it actually worked a little bit. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And then I got like a really basic Nash setup and could get it behind the boat decently, but I really had no idea what I was doing in the surf. And that's yeah. when I met you guys and I yeah. looked like an idiot for probably a good year or so. But um hold on. So yeah. hold on. Real real quick, bro, before we go any further, I wanna I wanna back you up a little bit. Yeah. Um so so like I don't know, like I have like a sailboat racing background a little bit from back in the day. Um, but like, so when you got into like foiling racing at that point and like, obviously some like fairly high level foiling racing, right? Like, were you like a top level junior sailor in anything? Like, were you like a high level, like traveling laser sailor or did you like dominate high school sailing or anything like that? Honestly, no. Yeah. Yeah. I was always like pretty good. A UFO class, I was, I was really good, but it was a new class. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a new thing. But honestly, no, like sailing, like I love sailing, um, but there is like a huge time and money commitment, and like, yeah, it, it's just hard to like, especially when we're like getting really high levels, like people <laughs> with teams that like they wake up every day and it's everything sailing. So I don't know. Yeah. It was a it was a slow, slow realization that like, if there was any possibility of professional sailing or anything, like that time was going away. And like, I wanted to focus more on school and that's kind of when like foiling winging kind of like took the place of that. Yeah. yeah. I still so, sail. I just sold the wasp, but um, there's just a lot more freedom, a lot less cost. Is I don't know. Front foiling and winging is just kind of like taking that, taking that spot. But, um, so so like i like like i like started dropping out of sailing when like i failed at magnet you used to coach high school sailing right yeah i used to coach high school sailing but like like i don't know i did that uh that 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 was like already after i started to like back off from it but like it's like i like i i was like a competitive high school sailor i did like some like low level laser stuff but and like i did some big boat stuff but like it all like stopped for me when like I got to college and like the college Charleston coaches were like, "You're too big, no thank you, go away." Yeah. <laughs> and like and like like that like path like got cut off because like if you if, like back then if you didn't do college sailing like you weren't gonna like do like anything serious after that because like college sailing is when like that shit gets sorted out for people. But like it sounds like you found a path like through foiling outside of like that college sailing or like, like, I don't know, like laser sailing or lightning class or like something like that, like outside of all that stuff, like you got into this foiling thing and that got you plugged into some like, like high level fucking Lake Garda. Awesome <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause I, I didn't even sail in college. Cause, um, so I just graduated from university of Tampa in may but they didn't have a sailing team but there is a yacht club nearby that i i trained a lot in the wasp and i sail on like a big 
build. I'm Eldridge 32. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, competition. I'm always, you know, I love competing and racing, but also like just being on cutting edge technology, just like the new wave. I don't know. Yeah. But sailing is just so cool. And um, it's, it's the future. So yeah. Fuck yeah. It's pretty cool. I don't know. It's it's nice to hear that there's like a path outside of like college sailing now. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I was saying, I don't know. I've just kind of as now like I have less time for hobbies. I'm just started my job. Like I my free time is limited, so definitely like foil like prone foiling wing has kind of taken that kind of replaced competitive sailing in a in a sense. I still I still race a little bit on big boats, but um. Yeah, I actually just sold my watch too. The, yeah, but but, but but like like the time commitment for silver racing is fucked. Oh, yeah. It's the most fucked thing in the world. Like it's, it, it's just so much to deal with, and like it's like it's like, Friday <laughs> afternoon. Like you're like starting to set up, and then like all day Saturday, all day Sunday for realistically like I don't know maybe four or five actual hours of racing, and it's okay. like it's like mini full days <laughs> just like it's yeah. it's fucking just brutal and then with winging it's like oh there's a sea breeze let me and go like it's it's yeah. just so much easier I don't, okay yeah yeah so that, yeah that's pretty much how i got into foiling and because i'm not really like a good surfer it, it took me a while to kind of get and i'm still like still figuring out obviously but it's yeah it's definitely taken a while but um i've loved it i've loved the the process um yeah, you've come a long way, man. I can't think of uh, anyone. Can you, Nick, that came to proning or winging without at least a kiting background, let alone yeah. no kiting and no surfing? Yeah. Yeah. Kite. I mean, like, that's, that's, that's something. And, like, I don't know, man. In the beginning, you were cooking it up hard. <laughs> like, hard for like a hot minute. Like, I was perfectly like, fine with that. Like, I, you know, that's, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good it, on you, man. Fuck, that's Being not easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a serious life skill. Yeah, it took me and, twenty more years till I got good at it. And, and, and like being like, I don't know, like like a weird broke young person, like showing up in the winter in like a weird like ancient cutoff. Oh wetsuit. yeah, like two of them. These were like two old yeah. shitty wetsuits. <laughs> it worked. Oh, good but, on you, man. It, but 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 like you've 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 come so far like i don't know like like matt chris and i being on that downwinder like what like a couple months ago oh the the fall oh that was so fun yeah and having you fucking chase us down oh, like yeah. we will so, so like for, for the viewers like matt chris and i are on like a downwind wingding like shot of the island like yeah, all, all, it was, yeah north to south of folly right yeah. yeah, and we're like way offshore. No, like, we were we we're starting to come back in. We were starting to kind of come back towards the beach because we were getting close to the county park. Yeah, but 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 like, where did you pick us up, Otto? So I started with Chris. Me and Chris have been doing it for a good bit. Um, I started like what 11th Street, like near kind of just south of the washout, and I made it all the way down until I looked up and I'm like, oh my god, the pier's close. I'm just gonna buzz right by it and i saw fishing lines so i panicked and fell off foil so i paddled for like a few minutes and then caught a wave and then got back up and it was probably like two-thirds of the way down from the pier to county park maybe halfway down 
And I was screaming at you guys for a while and you couldn't hear me, but <laughs> when you turn around and you're like so confused. <laughs> at that point I was pretty, I was pretty tired too. My I was my back leg was starting to burn a little bit. But um yeah, that was that was an awesome. Was I, awesome. I mean, like, like 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 if you saw us at like eleventh. Right, like, like, saw us. It, 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 it was me, Matt, and Christian. Nah, that's right. Chris wasn't with us. Chris yeah. was with you. But, but yeah. like, you saw us there, and like, so, and thought like these guys are doing a downwinder, and like, I'm just gonna casually like, like, like chase them down over like, I don't know, two thirds yeah, of the island. Nice just, just like it. shoot it. Yeah. Send it. Hell yes. I, I, and, and honestly, like, like I turned back. Like I hear like somebody yelling. I'm like, who's making that noise? Yeah. And I turn around and I'm just like, who is this fucker on a prone foil chasing me down? Jesus Christ, this auto. And like, I don't know. It was the most <laughs> stoked I've ever been. It was great. <laughs> what, what a great moment. Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, those yeah. short runners are just a blast. Yeah. The, the main the main bottleneck is just taxing like hitchhiking back. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the whole session turns into the walk if you don't have a ride. <laughs> That's what's cool about the wing doing it. You know, you can kind of like get, go back upwind a little bit, milk it a little bit. So, um, yeah, so you guys are both winging a lot, right? What What are you guys riding on um, winging setup? I'll go first because mine's really easy. I've been riding the um, the HA170 lift. Yeah, yeah, and then mostly riding a four meter wing, the North unit, which I really like. I really like the okay. handles on it. Um, and honestly, I was just getting into the fun zone when I hurt my knee, getting to where like every session, almost regardless, was fun. You know, I, even if it was getting light, I could I could ride in light wind and building good muscle memory and stuff. And mm. I'm stoked to get back out there. But it's it's going to be another couple weeks at least, I think. Yeah. And then Nick's actually just finished making a new board. Let's hear about that, Nick. He's a, he's a little excited oh. about it. <laughs> oh yeah, you talk like the like the longer yeah. board, right? Yeah. So uh, I uh, you know you know you know we've all been seeing these new like skinny downwind boards. Yeah. that like I don't know, they're riding in fancy downwind places um <laughs> and i thought like looking at the shape that um it, it would be really good for winging right um in, in a smaller size i obviously don't like i don't want like like an eight foot wing board no thank you yeah. um but um i thought like maybe in a smaller size in like the 90 liter volume range it might be like a really good light wind board because with that like long slippery pointy displacement shape, it would get up to speed easier. Yeah. So I'd be able to get up to speed easier and get up on foil easier. Yeah. Um. I I worked with uh, another sailor buddy of ours, uh, uh, David Buckley, who I'm, I'm super stoked to get on the podcast one of these days. But oh, yeah. He's a uh, a wind a, a a wind foiler, so like windsurf foiling and sailing, and he's a fucking fantastic designer and like i i shot this idea by him and he's like oh yeah let's model it on the computer and i built it stitching glue uh off of his plan so like he helped me like get everything cut out on the cnc um all akume plywood like like a wooden boat yeah. um and like i i i put this thing together according to the plans and it like came out awesome and i put some glass on it and some carbon and some special areas 
and I just got a session on it, like, what, like, I don't know, Thursday or Friday or something, Thursday, and yeah. yeah, um, it was a little tricky, it was, like, a little bit, like, light wind, um, and the board, like, you know, like, I, I think it kind of did what I wanted it to do, um, but there was, like, definitely, like, a skill factor needed, um, it, it was, it was work to, like, balance on it, um, it's very narrow, it's only 19 inches wide, so, um, it was, it was really tricky in that respect. Um, so I definitely have some technique to work on, but uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. It's going to be a fun shape for light wind. Um, I had a really good session on it, so that was nice. Um, do you think you could paddle on that too? Or is 90 liters too small to like SUP on like the downwaters you think? Well, I mean, for me it is because I weigh, uh, 100 kilos, so Uh, it will not float me if I'm standing on it. Um, so it'd be too small for that. But I'm, I'm optimistic for like getting it out on like maybe marginal inlet sessions. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm gonna paddle it around some. It's neat. It's fun. Um, kind of testing some like weird nuances of shape. And, and the and the wood was really economical. It was like an economical way to like test like a new idea. Um, is it pretty heavy with the wood or? it is yes it's okay. quite heavy it's not crazy uh, heavy though yeah it, it's really not it's it's 17 it's 17 and a half pounds done it's not too bad that's not that much yeah yeah i mean like i don't know like a decent production wingboard in 90 liters is like 14 or 15 i think like a really nice like high-end carbon one is like 12 so um not not but not tragic either so i don't know it'll, it'll work yeah and then i don't know maybe if i really love the shape and it's i find out it's amazing i'll make one in carbon make it light so yeah. um but yeah I, I i've got that but like my my, my regular wingboard is a i think 5075 liter fanatic yeah um which and then you're running like the 1095 kajira mostly no uh 1210 oh for real okay yeah i'm only on the 1210 for Oh, for just about everything, I've got that with a seventy Sadrus mast, and it's like it's. I think I think for like winging standards, a little bit of a short mast and a little bit of a big foil, but like I, I don't know. Like I feel like it allows me to like keep my brain in that like surf foiling mode, yeah. where like I'm it's just it's like the same foil I'm always on, so like I can kind of whip it around and kind of. Uh, do some fun and different stuff on that, which is nice. Um, I want I want to start getting on on a smaller, longer mast for some winging though. I don't know why I, I kind of just do. So, yeah, I'm gonna play around with that some more. But I've got that, and I've got those Cabrina wings, which are fine. They're awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm. I have the Cabrina um 4.5, and I just got the six meter too. Since I'm down here summertime in florida but um yeah cabrina wings are awesome i'm on yeah i'm on the cabrina wings the cabrina i think it's like 78 liter code and then just got the lift foils from actually a friend yeah. out there. so i have the 170 and the 120 have yeah. you winging, been winging on the 120 yet auto it's um, i pretty much only wing on the 120 oh nice I, I use the 170 for proning and then the pretty much always the 120 for winging so cool yeah that's kind of where i was getting ready to switch over to i think i want to then what what tail do you use matt on your the little one the little glide 
25. Yep. Yeah. I've been using the, the, um, 32 glide for the 170, but I'm, I'm next time I go, I'm going to try the 25. Yeah. I actually have the pedestal mount too. I want to start, um, Chris gave me a pretty cool stab. Can't remember what it is, but nice. What are we talking about gear? Yeah. I think it's pretty cool actually auto that you're coming at it from such a different angle than like everyone else in the crew and most people that are into foiling, you know? So like, where do you see it going for you as far as the technology and Uh, what what you want to do? I think downwinding is something that kind of fascinates me. I don't know how downwindable like Charleston is, but I don't know. I think like the next big thing could be me. Like, I don't know, potentially getting like one of those, the longer like Barracuda style boards getting into that whole thing and then winging too. So like I've, um, I have like a, I've bad shoulder problems. So I dislocate my shoulder pretty easily and I think I'm getting surgery this year. So I've been kind of like conservative as far as like jumping, tacking, all that stuff. Um, so once I get that surgery done and get, get my shoulder in shape, that that's kind of the next big thing for me too. But, um, I don't know, just, yeah, I'm kind of learning winging and pruning every time I go, just trying to do new things. So I'm just now to the point where like I can, somewhat comfortably like connect a few waves um so yeah i don't know so yeah definitely like like downwinding and then just getting better at winging for sure is probably the two biggest things yeah you guys i feel the same downwinding um in any form really it's so it's so fresh to be offshore and relatively chill you know Mm -hmm. like kiting we would never be that offshore downwinding there's no reason to be really um but like just being way out there with the wing and then just stopping and sitting, even when it's really hectic, it's like, it's such a different experience compared to like kiting or being on a boat when you're out there in those conditions. It's, there's nothing chill about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I want to be spending yeah, more we time just doing right, that. Uh, yeah. I want to take snacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right before um I left to go back to Tampa, me and a, a friend, um, who's on a twin tip we did county park all the way to like almost the pier at iop and that was <laughs> it was i think it was like 27 miles or something we stopped like right at um i guess the south side of sullivan's but that was a really cool down wonder it was a little sketchy at times but um yeah yeah what was the sketchy parts um just like the area once so like once you pass kind of the north side of folly it's like if you mess up anywhere near morris it's going to be a while before you can get help so just kind of being like remote um yeah that, that was that part was a little sketchy getting around the sandbars is like a super low tide but um and then actually like crossing uh the harbor there was a ton of like boat traffic and that was a little well, but um it was like it was a lot quicker and safer than i expected it so it was a really cool I, really cool i've 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 done that downwinter kiting before, and there's like, like especially in light wind, it's weird because like there's every inlet has like different weird current, yep. and like like cro- I remember crossing the harbor and being like, oh, this is weird, like there's a bunch of weird apparent wind here, and like a bunch oh. of weird current, like I hope I don't drop my kite and then have it like the current take it to me, <laughs> like that's gonna be terrible. 
Yeah, I was I was on a six meter and it was blowing like 17. So like yeah. on this is like super overpowered because I'd rather be like and when you're going downwind, it doesn't matter as much anyways, but I'd rather be kind of luffing the wing than not being able to get back on foil and <laughs> getting stuck. But um yeah. But my question, do you guys do you guys think like like downwinders like SUP could is possible in Charleston? Do you think that could be something that you guys get into? I think the biggest this is my opinion. <laughs> I think Nick's going to disagree, but I think the biggest hindrance to us downwinding is honestly our road system. Like that, that fucking downwinder to IOP, that is an hour plus drive oh, yeah. at best case, you know, with no traffic. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't really have a good stretch here that you can, you can sure. set up a shuttle. Whereas like Florida, for example, like it's never any beaches that for the most part is pretty populated. So you can always get picked up or worst case, like hitchhike somewhere. But yeah, yeah. our coasts are a little, I guess, a little tricky. But um, And then I've actually been talking to some guys. I, I think I'm more likely to get on like a a downwind board with hand paddles than I, before I am with a SUP set up because I can't even, I've only stood on a SUP board for a few minutes ever and the days that we're going to be downwinding the ocean so hectic that's yeah. a lot of skill but i feel with those hand paddles i think i could catch a wave out there but even well, so the it, wing it's not like the wing's that big of a pain in the ass like the wing yeah, is like, fun you know and if you feel like you can tack back up wind and kind of rest i don't know what do you think nick well i, I don't know i like what you said about the hand paddles because like, like, like in building this board and like working with David some on like the design stuff, like it, it seems to me like the efficiency and the effectiveness of a downwind board really goes down wider. Like ha- having something that is too narrow to sup on where you have to use hand paddles because you're not gonna be able to stand up on the thing, even flat water. Like that, that makes a lot of sense yeah. for downwinding. And I mean, like e- even, even with like the decreased power output of hand paddles versus like a step pedal, like I- I've got a feeling like, especially in bursts, you could like get a faster paddle speed prone with hand paddles on a narrow board compared to sup with a sub paddle on a wider board. Um, so yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, and like the days we see Adam out there on his sup, I couldn't even get to my knees on that thing on those days. Yeah, and he's standing well, on the damn thing. Well, like and 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 that's his board, which is like a wide, like a wide board. Yeah, and I think like I think for downwinding, we're talking way narrower. Like yeah. I think like twenty inches, twenty one inches at seven feet, eight feet. Uh, and it feels like the norm and that and based on my experience with my board that i just made for winging it's 19 inches by six and a half feet like it was it was a sticky wicket it was way <laughs> less it was way less uh laterally stable than my 24 inch wide wing board so i don't know it's i've got a feeling hand paddles might might be the thing for that. Honestly, I just, I can't get over the the logistics. I just like I hate the logistics. Oh, I get so, so fucking antsy, like setting up the shuttle. And you're like fuck. And then also like a 
that's that's what I'm saying is like if you're just downwinding folly, that's a, you need to do it twice to get tired. Like if you're just doing short runners, that's not that far to go. Um, you can cover that distance yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, that's, I was amazed how how quick it took because like you get so zoned into the wave like you're on and what's like close by to you, and then you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm already like practically to the end of folly. It, yeah, yeah, it took I mean, a lot quicker than I I'd, I'd imagined. Yeah, I think total foil time on like the 120 doing runners, you could do the whole island in under 10 minutes. Really? really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. If you could yeah. fucking not die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I don't know, the the the, the logistics of it is like a big bummer for me on it. And like I don't know, like winging, like like the stuff that I like winging is going upwind. And just like I like, I like the power. I like the apparent win. I like my tax. You know, I like yeah. just like, you know, like you're going upwind. There's more apparent win. There's more like power on tap. So like, do whatever you want with. Um, even even if you turn it off, right? If you're like flagged out and like, like we you know, we've got this spot at the county park where we can ride a wave upwind, which is pretty special for me. Um, yeah. Like 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 I'm flagged out on that. But like knowing I can like just like grab a handful of like that like big power because there's so much apparent wind because I'm going upwind and just like like pull myself through attack or like do whatever. That's that's the special thing about wing for me. And whenever I go downwind, like that like turns off and I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to turn that off. No, thank you. But I don't know. I get a little bit of that feeling on those northeast days um i actually had like a couple waves on like the last northeast like months and months ago where like the wing like i was going fast enough on a wave that the wing was streaming straight behind me going straight downwind um that that was a special moment i'm not gonna lie that was pretty special um but so i was going like way faster than wind speed like like at least five knots more than wind speed downwind on the wave um and that was pretty rad but yeah i don't know yeah i I don't know i you know i i I think i think on northeast days the conditions would support it far enough offshore in charleston yeah and that's all we're really doing yeah i haven't really given the south wind when you guys did that one auto uh, did you stay close in or did you go way offshore um i went a little offshore going around morris island just because i was just the sandbars but pretty close um i i tracked on an, on an app i use but um yeah not too far at all just doing a bunch of jibes just zigzag the whole way so yeah pretty close gotcha there are times i was a little far up but um yeah for sure on the north when I, when I wing just once you get like yeah, a mile I, offshore just, um, okay sorry um, no, when I wing just for fun, like I always, I always go like super far. I don't know why. It's, I just get addicted to like when I'm going upwind. It's just I just keep going. I'll go to where it's like the water is like almost blue, and then just go downwind with the waves for like a good like five minutes or so. That's what I like doing a lot. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, that's the exact opposite of what I like doing. That's, that's, that's what, that's <laughs> I know, even when we're downwinding with Nick, I'm like, where the fuck is Nick? And then you're look way into the beach, you see his ass like right in the fucking white water. We're like a mile offshore. <laughs> you see this little speck in there. 
but, but like I don't know. Like I'm always going downwind. I'm like, I'm like, why are you guys so far out? I don't want to be out there. Don't make me go out. There. Well, that's that's my point. You know, on the northeast, and I'm suspect on the southwest too. The angle really changes once you're out there. It's really noticeable. Yeah, but but that that Kiwa Shoal is like way 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 bigger. Like like the shoal on the north end sticks out like 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 breakers like half a mile, right? Mm-hmm. And like you know like in that in the depth is like doing something to the wave like maybe a mile, right? So like we've got like go a mile out, right? And you're sticking out past where that shoal is like kind of blocking and messing with the wave and like it's fine, right? But that Kiwa shoal is like way bigger. It's like three, four times, like it sticks three or four times farther out into the ocean, hmm. right? So it's just like on Southwest Day, it's like I don't think there's, I don't know. You have to, you have to really commit. I, th- I think on a Southwest Day, it would be three or four miles offshore before you got any kind of downwinding type energy, and that's too far. No. Yeah. I'm not going that far out. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and like, I don't know. If I was on a downwinder with somebody and they went that far out, I would not go on a downwinder with them again. I would say that. <laughs> like, I like, 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 like from a safety standpoint, I, I don't want any part of it. Right. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be part of that session. Actually, uh, speaking of that, I had a pretty scary moment, um, like two months ago. I was like pretty far out, uh, thankfully on foil, but my, um, four and a half meter just popped like <laughs> and i was like oh shit so really? I meet, just like, like going along not like i was going up when and it like just popped like it, it was like a kind of a slow kind of leak and then i just turned the wave and like as long as i possibly could riding pumping and eventually like the drag from it being deflated was like too much but i'd already like gone probably like 75 percent all to the beach so it was only like a five minute paddle but is foil that would have been a long paddle back in. Is this, is this the wing where like, handle area like detached from the canopy? No, that that's the same wing, but I got that fixed recently. <laughs> no, this is like the strut bladder, just okay. Loaded, kind of where the two pieces connect. But yeah, that was a little scary. Yeah, Damn. when I just hurt my knee, it was similar. It was as far out as I'd ever been at the county park um, when it happened. And I was yeah. like, oh. You just fucked yourself, but I was able to just sit there for a couple of minutes and, you know, just breathe and get back going. But at first it hurt so bad. I was like, you're going to have to like, basically, and I looked, first thing I did was look back for Chris. It's like, I get Chris to drag me in. He's over there like just fucking having his own struggle. He had come off foil and the wind got light. He ended up like struggling all the way back to the beach basically. But yeah, that was a little bit of an eye opener. Um, probably a mile mile and a quarter out did you paddle or were you able to like kind of i actually i sat there in the water for like a couple minutes and i got back up and i was like well that didn't hurt and it was really good so i kept riding for another hour and um it wasn't until i hit the beach where i was like yeah you just kind of fucked yourself even more there it's pretty bad it's one of those injuries it's like worst two days later you know it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah (laughs) okay man it's hard. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 dreading my next knee injury, but I know it's going to happen eventually. Um, yeah, that sucks. What's kind yeah. of uh, what, what's the crew like down there, Otto? Oh yeah, 
Um, so yeah, like St. Pete has a huge kiteboarding community and therefore like a lot of, a lot of wingers. Um, uh-huh. yeah, wingers. Uh, a few prone foilers. There's one guy who's like really good that I'm friends with do some trips. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really big wing community. And then the, the go foil founder guy, I think he's from here or he goes here a lot. So, um, a lot of go foil here. But yeah, it's a really it's an awesome winging place. I mean, especially like in the wintertime, like I said, it's cold fronts. So like it's you can get some decent ways, but um, yeah, not not a ton of proners. The East Coast is a lot like Cocoa Beach, New Smyrna, like I said. But um, yeah, we got a pretty big crew here. And are you guys? Is anyone downwinding? Um, yes, a little bit. There's a guy named John who does it a lot. I think he's on like the Armstrong, uh downwind board there's another guy in a barracuda he goes a good bit and they're doing um, scp yeah yeah because like like our our beaches are pretty awesome for downwind yeah because you're like you can kind of start or stop wherever you want um well and, and y'all have like but, like like deep like blue water fairly close to shore right it's probably the same as charleston oh really okay yeah I'm, i don't know i'm just trying to think about the geography um east coast depending on how far south it's deeper like new Smyrna beach is definitely deeper yeah um, energy waves but um yeah golf is pretty shallow but, and how's the vibe what kind of trouble are you getting into on the east side there like new smyrna i can't imagine you're going out right there at the jetties are you that's a good question um <laughs> it depends on the tide so when it's a higher tide like so the the beach um you can drive on the beach and park wherever which is really cool but like most of the like just south of the inlet, uh, it's good when it's a higher tide. And there's no one in the water, and then yeah, like that jetty, I'll go sometimes. Thankfully, like like you guys have probably mentioned in this podcast, like the waves that foilers want and surfers want are pretty different. So whenever it's kind of like blown out or not super big, like I'll find a spot kind of like just south of all of them, so I can like catch a chip and then pump back out to where I'm not really anywhere near them. But um, yeah, I I always just stay away from as much as I can. But most of the time, I'm pretty, you know, far away from most people. So nice. but it does it does get packed at like that, right? Like kind of where the inlet starts. But um, yeah, and it's really cool because like you pump back out, and there's something called Shark Shoal, and uh, um, there's just so much like big energy out there. You can just keep pumping and riding. It's doesn't really break. It barely breaks. So yeah, it's a pretty cool spot. And then Cocoa Beach, I go a little bit um, to Lori Wilson, but um, that's a good spot too. A lot more foilers in Cocoa Beach though. Yeah, nice. yeah, they, they they do that race. Did did you go to that race this year? I had a friend that went. I didn't. I was out of town. I thought about it this year. I'll definitely go. I'll still get my ass kicked probably, but I'll go just for the fun of it. Um, yeah, it seems pretty cool though. Definitely, you guys you guys should come down for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I, I like traveling with foiling. I like I like foiling right here. Here is free. So so here's my question about like any of those spots. Have He's lying. Had... That's bullshit, Nick. You you're on decent trips. You went you, you went, like Maine and like Costa Rica, right? <laughs> not anymore. Dude, I'm I, I don't know. I'm very I'm very sorry, Charlie, my uh, Maine foiling buddy. If you're listening, I'm I'm going to Maine in a couple weeks. I'm not bringing my foil. No. Oh, sad face, Charlie. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, buddy. Um, but if I, I don't know, like, I just, it's just like not worth it. Um, because Charleston's so good, like it's like yeah. the crappiest of energy, and it's perfect. <laughs> and like, and like, and the inlet. I don't know. Like, I I can't imagine any place on the planet being as good as a good inlet day foiling. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I lack imagination, but like a good inlet day is like, I don't know. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you take into account that we're employed and have nice, comfortable houses and don't have to go through passport control. <laughs> yes, awesome. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like, I, I don't know, man. Even taking all that into like, even not taking that into account, like, like, like I, I don't know. I think what we have in that inlet setup is pretty unique. Like the right amount of current, like the right amount of shitty waves, the right depth. I don't know. It's nice. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, like any any time I hear about like all those spots in like Maui or anything, it's like it sounds like the inlet, but you have to paddle. Which, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I want the current to do that for me. I, I do want to travel some um, this fall and winter. I'm thinking like Cabaret, Cabarette, DR, Winging, and maybe Coso. But um, yeah, I do want to travel a little bit with the foil board and see. Yeah. See what spots are good. Yeah. Nice. So, what else are we supposed to talk about? Um, so you think you think downwinding is your favorite version of all this, Aldo? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I love it all, but um, I yeah, I think short run, like honestly, my I probably should have mentioned this earlier when you asked, like, what's the next big thing? Is um, turning has always been like not my best, like pumping. I don't know why I've always been like decent at pumping, uh, but turning is definitely I'm really trying to start getting better at that. And the, the new lift setup that I got a few months ago has helped for runners just going kind of in one direction with the wind, just having all the energy to your back and like being on a way, like pumping when you have to, and then just kind of resting when every time you're on a wave and just finding all the little pieces of energy, whether it's wind swell or actual waves, that's, that's kind of my favorite. Nice. Sure. That's actually um, one of the things I've been tripping on winging is like the vision of getting those little, that, those little bits of energy you know, it's obvious to see like a big bump and be like, oh, yeah. I, that's where I want to be. But like the nuance of the in-between energy and the little bumps, that's like super new to me. And I feel like I'm just starting to see it. Yeah, definitely. That's and like, really and interesting. The, the Southern Breeze, like you can even see it. Like I had a, a friend who like did a drone shoot with me last year and like you can even see it um, like connecting. So like it's almost like the, the wind chop and the waves kind of like go perpendicular. So you can almost ride that wind swell to get you to like the actual like wave swell. Yeah. Then that's what Chris is like, you see the X's yet? You see the X's? I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking yeah. about? And then I'm like, well, I'm seeing something. <laughs> not sure what it is. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Though? What's, what do you think your favorite discipline is? Go ahead. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, for me, for, for, for me right now, just like winging waves yeah. feels really good. Um, just, just like hooking it around, like, like being in the waves. My, my favorite thing right now is like riding like, like a mid-sized, like Southwest day, nice little swell and like riding that like line of the inlet, kicking out of a wave 
like kicking out with that attack and looping right into the next wave. Like the very like like the very next one, not like kicking over one and like looping into another, but just like like just loop it around and through. Um and like being and being back in the wave and like doing that like a couple times in a row. It's like it's a very like physically and mentally intense thing. It's like takes all my focus. Um and I like that aspect of it. I like that like it's it's a very high intensity thing, even though the waves aren't like enormous or like crazy or like whatever. But um yeah, it, it takes everything I have. Um and I really like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I want more of that. I feel like surf foiling, I'm like not quite at that spot right now because I I I I, I feel like that twelve ten is probably like a little big of a foil and it's like a little slow and a little like unresponsive. And like if I try to push that foil that hard, like it's like so, like so, something goes wrong. Like I breach a tip or like something. I just, I just like I can't push it that hard without the wing, right? Like I'm riding the same foil for both, but like winging for some reason, like I can push it a little harder because I'm not having to worry about like pumping. I think I don't know though. I like the wing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I I kind of feel like the puzzle is now complete. You know, I felt like I felt like that when I started kiting, and now. You could point anywhere on a map and you could go have a good trip, you know. You can have surf stuff, kite stuff, foil stuff, wing stuff, throw a mountain bike in there, and I think you're pretty much done. Like the angst is pretty much gone out of my life. <laughs> Which yeah. sounds stupid, but yeah. it's a lot when you're just going on a surf trip. There's a lot of pressure to make it a good trip. Yeah, well now, it, and that's what? part of that's part of why I don't like traveling. Yeah. Uh, th I'll be honest. That's part of why I don't like traveling, is because like there's just it's too much pressure. Yeah. Like, like, and yeah, and and and, and logistics are tough. It's just like, like, did I bring the right board? Getting it through airlines and it's a lot. It's too much. I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, like I spent a lot of time with a six year old and doing that stuff, and like. It's it's like a lot to balance that with like foiling and everything else, and, and because of that, I have to be like just I don't know like surgical with my time. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't like I don't know very 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 few opportunities for trips in my life. So and like and taking a trip, like I could do it, but like it would mean like compromise on like many 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 other things in my life, which I can't do. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like somebody with, like, a different, like, home life, like, like you, Otto, have, have like, a much different home life, right? Like, yeah. you, like, 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 you can afford some, like, time to travel and, like, yeah, you, you should go to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How old are you, Otto? I have unlimited PTO, so. Yeah. Great. How old are you, Otto? I'm 22. Nice. That, that That's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. It is, yeah. I'm yeah. If if I've got one piece of advice, like the only advice is this, is that like I don't know, like when you're 36 or like I don't know, how old are you, Matt? Like when you're older, right? Like <laughs> like like you will still be having tons of fun at that time in your life too, like doing awesome like water sports shit. 
Um, so don't 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 blow all your money now. <laughs> like, oh yeah, but you're gonna treat, have to work for treat, it. Treat treat your own. future self. Yeah, treat like your I, future self. Understood. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good life when 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 you're old and don't spend money. Oh, <laughs> that's that's really the key to my foiling lifestyle is just just don't spend it. Spend it um, on the important shit like new gear. Yeah, yeah or, or, oh, all my money goes to foils and Mexican food. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect, nice. <laughs> all right, boys. Yeah, I think that's it. Anything else? Anyone? Anyone? Oh wait, no, we still have. Um, um, I want to hear actually what Alda has to say on this. Like, what advice yeah. do you have for um, people just starting? Alda, yeah, I was actually hoping, um, you guys would ask something like that. So, like for for proning or, or what? Just all to go, everything for whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the best way would like start buying a boat, maybe an e foil, but start buying a boat. Like, get the hang of like just being comfortable in foil. And then honestly, like, I so figuring out how to like, like prone foil is like really hard for me. But once I like winging kind of came naturally because like I have a background in foil sailing and it kind of felt like that in a way, like kind of relying on the wind. But I really understood how to like ride waves on foil from winging. And that could be like, like tiny little like Harbor chop, but just getting comfortable. So yeah, I would say behind the boat and then honestly like go for like, maybe go for winging before you try proning. Yeah. To just ride waves. And then from there, um, the biggest thing is just be comfortable, like looking like an idiot for a long time because. Yeah. Well, I think also it's that and like get a crew and ask yeah, them. Get, yeah, exactly. Them. You know, guys like you guys Nick that will share with you. That. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have mentioned that a lot on the podcast is like doing it by yourself, which I had to do like when I, especially when I just moved to Florida and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, it's a lot harder to like when you're by yourself, like having that extra like data point and like a, like a countering view to like figure out like spots and techniques and gear, like definitely accelerates your progression. So yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Definitely finding a crew and yeah, just, just the, yeah, the right gear, obviously that's important. Yeah, I feel like that's all easier now. The gear's so much better and there's crews everywhere. You know, even my brother in Oregon yeah. now has a really solid crew. Yeah, um, get yeah. second year now too. Like a few years ago, it's kind of hard to. You know, everything was kind of new, but um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with what I have right now. I'm, I'm gonna keep keep it as long as I can. My setup, so. Yeah, so, man. I mean, and, and, and you're looking really good on it. So, so like, what were you on before? You, you were on that so what, what the Ash and then Cabrina and then the yeah. setup was was all I loved it, but the mass was a little felt wobbly at times um and then i got it like i said i got a really good deal for the used lift stuff from a friend in st pete and yeah i've loved it it's it's been awesome yeah i i i think cabrina stuff too and like i feel like it was just like like it was like a little like like that like i don't know like the h series 1000 and 1200 like 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 they were just like a little bit short in terms of the span yeah. Like, like they weren't quite as like wide as like, like the lift one seventy and the Kajira twelve ten. Like I don't know, all all those wings are like about the same width, right? And the Cabrina was just like a little bit smaller, and like I think that lost it, like the easy pump, 
right? It just like it wasn't. It was never an easy pumping wing. It was always like, oh, like I gotta pump this thing. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't find it too hard. It's just like I said, like the mass was, and maybe that's just because I used it a lot for yeah a while. But um, like my the old bit, like just watching footage of me like pumping in the past, like I was very handsy, like doing. <laughs> I had to saddle up and it's like <laughs> you're not the only one though there's been a few people come by i'm like will someone just tie his fucking hand spines back you're too better if he just didn't have any at all no and i didn't realize it until i looked at videos i'm like i look like a complete idiot this is what am i doing but now i mean with the the, the lift mass is like it's such a sturdy setup like i can just kind of relax my arms and just pump and turn um, nice so yeah, but yeah, back, yeah, back to your um, question. Definitely behind the boat. Then I'd say winging, finding a crew, right gear, and just yeah, just be okay with being bad for a while. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, 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 smart. I like it. All right, boys, time's up. Oh, that's it. Auto, thanks for yeah. coming, man. Stoked for yeah, you. That, that. Congrats on college. I didn't know you were graduating. Yeah, and your job. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited where I am now, and um. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be back in the fall. So hopefully I'll be able to meet up with you guys again and do some foiling. If you guys ever coming down to Florida, let me know. Yeah, I'll be down there this winter, man, for sure. Sweet. Nick won't because he doesn't like going anywhere. Like I don't. Dry. I don't like going. No, I like it here. It's nice. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if it gets cold here, like I don't like wearing. I don't like. I don't like wearing boots. If I have to wear boots this year, I'll go down to Florida. How about that? Maybe just the tail. Tail. All right, boys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate yeah, thanks you. for having me on. It's, I've, yeah, it's yeah awesome. thank y'all. All right, y'all. <laughs> Later. Right, take care. Bye.